This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris, I'll be your host today. I've got with us here in our studio in Bend, Oregon, Becky Hobby. Hello. Becky, how are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? I'm, you know what? I'm doing super good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We, the last episode, we had some technical problems and those are behind us now. So, so I'm feeling amazing. Us. I know, right? Yeah. We're smooth sailing now. Yep. And we've got Bobby Hobby with us. How are you doing? Good. I'm always excited to hang out with special friends on the Kingdom Learning platform. Yes. So let's see what's going to happen. Speaking today. of those special friends, we've got Don and Christine Potter with us again. You guys, thank you so much for uh, hopping on this uh, video with us and spending some time. We just absolutely love the wisdom that you guys bring. How are you guys doing over there on the uh, eastern side of the U.S.? I think we're okay. Yeah, so uh, far so good. You know, no, nobody knocked on the door and said the, the nuts level is too too much and you need to be carried <laughs> away. So, <laughs> but yeah. God is getting out. Uh, God is getting done what He wants to get done. That's for sure. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. I guess uh, does that happen much, Don? Do they get knocks on the door like <laughs> the nuts level's too high? I mean, does that actually happen? Well, we get people. We we do get uh, people who want to come uh, and experience farther uh i would use the word farther in god uh that has to be somebody who wants to do that because when you really do experience the lord we have some uh worship house up here if you go in there it's fine it's great you love god you really love it you don't want to do a whole lot of time in there because after a while you're just you're down on your face and there's nothing you can really do about it and really in the super presence of god there's really little we can do other than Oh my God. Oh my God. And that is, that's your new prayer. Oh my God. And I think we're, we all have to come to that place. It's not like it's a horrible thing to happen to you. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time up there repenting and screaming and crying and on the floor. Uh, and I'm, I used to think that's the last thing I'd want to do. And now it's the first thing I want to do. And I miss it when wow. it doesn't happen. Uh, I feel like I must have done something wrong because I'm not weeping and freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nuts, and a lot of guys are going to say, yeah, thank you very much, I'll be right over. But it's definitely, I think it's definitely here with us. I would rather do it now. I would rather be on my face now mm -hmm. before God than have to face an amazing, mighty <clears throat> God and only then think, realize I should have been on my face. Mm. Wow, that sounds um, terrifying and also really exciting, and I want to come out there and visit and, yes. and find out. But um, you have to be ready actually, for that. It's not an easy track and not an easy task. It isn't. I mean, what you're talking about actually ties in really well with this topic, actually. Right. So we, we've been having this, uh, uh, the last episode and this one uh, and probably the next one are going to be focused a little bit around this upcoming conference This that's called Imagine. Mm -hmm. And what we we're talking about in the pre-show was this whole concept of what if our thoughts were his thoughts? And I'd love to just start right off and uh, 
dig into that. Like, so when I say, what if our thoughts are his thoughts? Can you guys just touch on that? Because I think to some people that's going to seem really, um, maybe even like heresy, but definitely weird and scary. But what, what are we talking about when we say that? Those are big terminology. Obviously, God's thoughts are higher than mine, which doesn't take a heck of a lot to recognize, <laughs> and his ways are higher than mine. But what we're starting to see is what is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. What is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Bound in heaven how? Loosed in heaven how? If my thoughts, if and this is the key, I mean, God is willing to give me uh, the desires of my heart. But what I'm realizing he's, but he's really saying is I'm going to give you the desires of your heart so that I can give you the desires of your heart, if that makes any sense. Um, and so that's the system. That's what we're moving into now. Thus, mm -hmm. the, my thoughts are, can be, how can my thoughts be God's thoughts and vice versa? But God is talking with Moses as an example. He's sitting there. He's talking with him. There's no way that Moses didn't have a two-way conversation because he said it in Scripture. I talk face-to-face -face with God. What he's really saying is that my thoughts, Moses' thoughts, were God's thoughts. And then God would send his thoughts and Moses would have God's thoughts. Now, I realize my little brain would fry in a few seconds if God downloaded everything he's thinking, but he talks all the time, so he's willing to share his thoughts with his friends. Jesus said that. Um, I now call you friends. I don't call you servant anymore. I call you friends because I'm sharing with you everything God is doing. So he's sharing the thoughts of the Lord with his, with his disciples. That's how this comes to pass. But inside of the thoughts would come the, what we would probably call a liberty or a freedom to know that God truly truly loves we have a we you know if you live in in the city and your dog runs outside the house and he runs out into the road the you know his freedom is restricted to the house so now he can run everywhere in the house and that's his freedom but then you know we get wise and we put a fence out in our yard now the dog's freedom has been doubled and now he runs outside and he's safe from the road. So in order for us to really experience the liberty of God, we have to know there's a fence that keeps us from running in the road uh, and being killed. So God's thoughts become my parameter, if that makes any real, real sense. And he, is being, he has been sending us or releasing upon us his thoughts for some time now. And he is creating in us a parameter that is not unlike Scripture when God says these are the laws or these are his principles, but there's a parameter to a principle. And so Jesus had to come and develop, furthering, God said, we're not supposed to get divorces. And so, okay, then we're not supposed to get divorces. And then Jesus said he allowed it because of the hardness of your heart. If we are not hardened hearts, then that law, or if you will, that parameter exists. But the fact is our hearts are still hardened. So there is a furthering parameter involved. This means there can be such a thing as, and I'm not promoting divorce by any stretch of the imagination, or even attempting to do that. Because in Don's thoughts, we're always hard of heart. In God's thoughts... 
are different. So then he download on me, downloads on you and all of us his thoughts concerning that kind of a thing. I know that sounds just so crazy. It's not even funny. And it can and it can border on heresy. I'm thinking the way God does. No, I'm thinking the way Don does, affected by God's thoughts. But it still ends up being Don. So if we could handle the fact that whatever I'm saying and thinking is going to have to be taken with a little salt because Don is still involved. So don't hate what God is giving someone, love what he's giving someone, but know that it's subject to it. It says we have this in Scripture when God says that prophecy is subject to the prophet. That means subject to his personality. And so if that prophet sums up and he's always, ah, there's a war going on, chances are all of his prophecies are going to have a little bit of war bent on them. And if there's one who's a lovey-lovey guy, then there's going to be love involved with his prophetic words. And so it's always subject to, to us, which God likes. He's not mad at us. He's like, gee, they got that all wrong, but it was kind of cute how they got it all wrong. And so in that sense of the word, we will state things we believe we're hearing from God. He loves us to take that chance. Take a chance. Will it be perfect? Of course not. But it sure is nice that we took a step that's a little farther than the last one we were sitting on. Uh, that's really what's happening in our time. God's stretching us past ourselves. Christine, I was thinking of the scripture where I has not seen ears not heard, no mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for them. And my thought is, what does a mind renewed look like? There is a renewing of the mind to think the thoughts of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So what does it look like to have a mind renewed? Uh-oh. That's a good thought, Bobby. Um, <laughs> a complete erasure, probably. <laughs> Yes, really. Bring, bring them that big eraser. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's, that's pretty deep for me. Um, what I, let me tell, let's see what I was thinking and see if that has an answer in it. What I was thinking about was I was thinking about um, knowing how much to know. Uh, the renew, I think the renewed mind is the one the mind of understanding the mind that understands because so I, I was just jotting things down here um i was thinking about knowing god's thoughts um is more than information uh we, of course we live more than ever in an information uh world and knowing uh if you um are hyper vigilant you believe that Everything that makes you safe and makes you big and worthwhile is by knowing as much as possible to know that that would be the, the wrong tree in the garden. And so um, that came about, I'm thinking, uh, from the doubt that the serpent brought into the garden, which said, basically, uh, did God tell you everything you need to know? For, for, for life or for safety or, or what. And so I was thinking how they doubted. They got, we are like, oh, well, maybe he hasn't told us what we need to know. Therefore, we therefore need to know everything ourselves. And we no longer need to, 
to be boundaried by entrusting our lives to God, we have that through knowledge of everything, we, it will define us, it will define our value, and it will also define our safety. And to me, that would be the carnal mind now, the old way of thinking, the world system's way of thinking. And so for me, the, to, to the renewed mind, to me, is to, make, is to get a new, a new mind. I, I'm thinking that uh, my mind has to be renewed from above. The, the mind I have has been imprinted and programmed and shaped and formed through a million different uh, possible formation things. And so um, it, it, uh, the only way that it can be made new, mm. I'm thinking, is through a, um, a, a restoration and reformation process that comes through being through the uh, reconciliation of faith in God to be the one who gives me all truth. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. And also when I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just like in my own mind going through my own life and I'm thinking about, I am a person who, you know, will, I, I, I don't have a lot of grid for uh, things, concepts, you know, and, and ideas of things are there. But when I'm uh, feeling like there is a, a renewing on my mind, I'm like, Lord, I don't know how you see this thing. I don't know how you perceive this and what my role is in it. So I will have a tendency to take on more responsibility in something, feeling that I, I need to do that. Uh, and, the, and what I'm hearing you say is like this renewed mind is, is really the under, it comes, what comes with it is the understanding of what limitations are there on my life that God has set there versus limitations I set there for myself, you know, and anytime that I'm going to take responsibility for something or I'm going to go and believe that there's more to it, I have to understand it all. Like you said, you know, there's that um, responsibility. Well, you should have known you, you know, you should have been aware of that. You should have, and however that plays out in different people's lives, but there is a limitation in uh, limits and boundaries that God encircles us with that really free us. It's like that, that fenced off yard and how much more freedom do we have without, uh, with the understanding of renewed not mind, knowing that we don't have to know it all. How much self-effort goes into, I've got to know it all. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I've got to do this and this and this. And so, um, you know, but those limitations, I think we, we swing the pendulum back and forth in that, you know, and it's like, there are no limits with God, you know, that's freedom with God, you know, just be set free. And it's, it's really, you know, maybe that's the pendulum swing for some where they go, okay, I'm totally in freeing God. I can do whatever I want. Uh, it's under his blood or, or whatever they say. I don't know, but I'm just envisioning, you know, the, the possibilities of things that are said. But, but then what I'm hearing today is that, you know, we're not looking for uh, pendulum swings either way. We're looking to have a renewed mind being born again, again into his ways and understanding and seeing and having a grid for what limitations he has put on our life individually. 
sometimes it may not be the 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 limitation that Bobby has or or Chris has, but it's the limitation God has for me. So now I'm not uh, straining to discover what I have freedom in and what I don't. I'm I'm living in a life that is effortless in that tent, that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Speak to that a little bit more. I mean, that's what I'm hearing you say. Is there any, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautiful what you said. And I feel like um, what, what would that I, you know, I feel like I'm a broken record because it, to me being born again, again, is to actually have a, a, an incredibly deeper, more profound understanding that I get an absolute not a new start, so to speak, of for my old nature. I actually get a new nature. I get a new a new start, and I get a new life, and that is uh, of a new DNA. So I become actually uh, a, a new species of being um, when I'm born, truly born again by the Spirit. And when I'm born again by the Spirit, I have a type of direct connect. It's more than just an informational. It is a deep relational connect with, uh, with, the, with the Godhead through the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth. He, to me, is he's like this umbilical cord it, um, that my spirit stays connected to. And, and just like an umbilical cord brings all of the oxygen and the nutrients the blood through the blood supply um, for uh, a baby information in the womb, I think so it is for us in the earth realm that, the, that this umbilical cord creed of the Holy Spirit, who is the vehicle uh, who allows the direct connect and the uh, influx of the God uh, of a God's um, all the God stuff that he has for me as an individual in the earth realm to become the fullness of his desire and his design for my time in the earth. So in the al proper alignment of things, my spirit would be uh, the overseer, so to speak, and releases the God stuff into and over my soul, which includes my mind. And through that process of the interface, uh, the, the, the stuff that God wants to shift and change in my mind to give me a mind, to remove the mindsets that I might have the whole mind of Christ, that comes through the work of my human spirit downloading and translating into a type of language with the spirit of truth everything that I need to be uh, metamorphosed uh, into uh, a being module who can now live as this new creation and represent uh, the Lord, represent Christ in the earth in my little tiny portion. Does that seem sensical? Love it. Wow. I love the idea of having the mind of Christ, thinking the thoughts of Christ. I love that God would share his mind with us. I mean, mm. that's just mind-blowing <laughs> uh, mind uh, that we could actually think his thoughts mm -hmm. and that he would share them with us yeah. and I love what you said Don that you know my paraphrase of course God's speaking all the time and a lot of times he speaks through sharing his thoughts with us so his voice is not always a voice sometimes it's his thoughts and so when I think about you know any message that takes 
the spirit of limitations off of somebody, any book, any mm -hmm. thought uh, with the Lord that just blows the lid off of someone who's been under a oppressive, demonic spirit of limitations. I love seeing people get free. But then there's this other side of living within the boundaries of God's love that um, sometimes can run people the wrong way if they don't like the word boundaries or whatever. So can you speak to that, to the person who wants to just spread, I'll, I'll talk about me, my wings and fly, uh, and you mentioned the word boundaries and limits. Um, explain that a little bit. Are those, are those bad words? To those are go like words. No. Those Let's are go words. That. Go words. Go words. <laughs> That's good. So most of our of our, uh, I would say, limitations are really based in our unsafeness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if a person who's never, you know, really is not a strong swimmer and they get in a boat, it's a great idea to put a life jacket on because, but, uh, you know, then somebody who can swim the English Channel, that's not as important that they wear a life jacket, you know, so that their restrictions are different than others mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. There are many of us who can go off in the spirit and really hear and see mm -hmm. uh, some stunning, amazing things that would scare the stupid out of anyone else who, who may not have that call in their lives. Um, but I think what what's been happening is as we slowly recognize uh not going to throw revelation into this, but we slowly recognize there is a beast and it's a beast of humanism that considers fairness as a, as a parameter, not an expression of freedom. And so what we are really trying to do is come up with man's knowledge of good and evil uh, and then man's interpretation of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, and then the consequences for defying man's knowledge of good and evil. And then we come up with denominationalism, which has a whole other set of rules about good and evil. So the Father's trying to release on us the real meaning of not good and evil, but the meaning of his love, so I can express a real flying freedom that puts me in places spiritually I could never have gone to if I embrace any further this man's knowledge of good and evil because the first thing the knowledge of good and evil does is create suspicion uh, and god is not suspicious wow. of anything mm. he's completely open and free so it looks like vulnerability and it looks like naivety if i don't take into consideration all the possibilities i mean there's a lot of possibilities you could fall off that you could fall off of that high wire that you're walking on um, and, and this is a, a living example. This is something that's strange, but uh, Christine and I one time uh, went to a ropes course uh, together with for couples. Uh, if you know what a ropes course, it's little elements that you can stand on a wire and walk and hold another wire, and you can go from place to place. Anyway, it was a couples retreat, um, and... And, and I, here's the irony. Christine and I won. If there was a contest, we won. We were the only ones that managed to do the elements without falling off. Now, the reason, and I look back on it, and the reason we, are, we were successful in doing the elements is because I was not trying to help Christine um, negotiate the elements. 
I wasn't trying to save her. I knew she's athletic enough, smart enough to know how to handle life herself. All I needed to do is to get from one side of the element to the other side. And I know that she would do the same. The other guys are busy trying to catch their wives and hold them up and they fall off. Um, because they never gave their wives the opportunity to express this or experience it on their own. She, Christine didn't have a lot of experience in doing ropes courses and really not any more than I did. Just because I'm a man, I think I can balance myself and go across a wire and hang on another wire better than my wife. No, I never thought that for a second. <laughs> I figured she can handle this and she did. And that's how we didn't fall off the elements where everybody else did. If we apply that to our everyday lives, especially Christian life, I may experience something in God that's really stunning and I hope that other people can get it. But I am not going to try to hold you up to get you to experience that the way you need to experience it to understand what I understand. No, you need to hold on to the wire the way you can handle it the best you can. And you will get to a place that you, I, I was faster than she was at it, but that didn't mean anything. <laughs> you were? A little faster. <laughs> and you know, you see what I mean? That's not how I remember it. And so I know that that's maybe a simplistic, maybe it's too simplistic of a view of this. Oh, but if great. we are trying to assist another person to find the spirit of God in their own lives, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I can walk across this wire hanging out of the wire. You hang onto it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like because we've been, I would use the word too helpful <clears throat> to the to the body, the believing body, they don't really know how mm. to experience it themselves. Mm. And that's the hope I believe is coming yeah. right now, uh, and which is what we're up to, uh, is yeah. uh, imagine walking on the wire yourself. Mm -hmm. Others have done it and they've experienced mm -hmm. the deep abiding ways with God. I think there's deep abiding ways with God that you don't have to be handheld to do it. You just have to be said it's possible. Mm -hmm. That's really all. Wow. Christine, give us your thoughts. About what? About the ropes course? <laughs> no, like about, <laughs> now, whether, whether you won or not is super mm -hmm. important to me. Yeah, we need to know that. Yeah, we do. Sure. Uh, so, no, what I was thinking, though, was about on, on that concept, of course, you can say whatever you want to say, but uh, on the concept of um, limitations, boundaries, how do I live out of my spirit so that becomes a beautiful thing? What, is, what does that take? Gosh, you know, um, I grew up in a, a, you know, in a very sort of dysfunctional, broken home thing. And, and so I grew up with, unfortunately, some early imprinting that um, limits were, were punishment and limits had nothing to do with a support or a grid for my blessing and my good. So unfortunately, I blew, grew up with a mindset that said authorities um, don't really know you and they, and they don't care about you. And so my, my message was basically you're on you're you're out there by yourself and don't don't expect authority to be there for you and uh, and certainly authority does not love you. And so um, I've been thinking a lot about this the last couple of weeks 
as we've uh, been talking about uh, this, our time with Imagine, talk, uh, thinking uh, about the statement that the Lord dropped in my spirit uh, about, um, and well, it's just there's so much and it's so deep, but about that the boundaries of my life have fallen in pleasant places and that those boundaries, so to speak, those edges and everything that contains me and restrains me is love. Love is restraining me for my, not only my, cer my certain and absolute good, my protection, uh, and, that, and love is there to uh, encourage me, um, sustain me, to strengthen and empower me. It's all these things, uh, this love, these limits of the love uh, are the God, and I'm starting to see they're the God, my God created identity, the, the new person uh, that I am in Christ that kind of also encompasses my net, the natural DNA person who's of the, of the earth part of me too, that that was foreknown and foreordained by the Lord. Um, and he still has a circumference of love around me that created and formed me. And this love is wants to uh, keep me within the me that I really am. So this love is, is not going to keep me from becoming more that's better. It's going it's gonna to help me to not go beyond who I really am to, to be having been seduced into more would make me better or more would actually make me more. There is a more that actually makes me less, that steals away the fulfillment of, of, the, of who I was made, really made to be. If, does that make sense, Bobby? Oh my goodness, that is brilliant. Uh, the brilliance of the Lord, I can feel it. I, mm -hmm. There's more that makes me less. I mean, can you imagine that? We're trained from the world to be more so we can be more. Yeah, yeah. So that just blows the concept off of all of that. I was just thinking while you were talking, Don, your song, I'm a prisoner yeah. of love. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I was, at any rate, that was my favorite thing is when I, when we first got saved uh, and we, you know, we experience um, God's, I want to use the word kindness, and that's the best thing I can state about it. And when I, when I finally came to that place of when I started to write that song, um, I realized I'd had a jailbreak. I got out of jail. I got out of the prison of my life uh, prior to knowing God. And no, you're not going to talk anybody into believing they're in prison until you get out. You know, so nothing, there's nothing, you're not in prison until you get out. And when you get out, you go, man, I've been in prison. Uh, I've been imprisoned by, by this world and by the thoughts. And so that's why the song is, I, there's been a jailbreak. Uh, and all I know is now I'm just as caught as I always was, but now I'm a prisoner of love. And my love constrains me. And that's, that's come thou fount. I mean, I am constrained by this amazing mm -hmm. God. Without him saying a word to me, I am constrained inside of anything that he would state. Anything. Once you've experienced the prison and then the freedom, nothing will hold you stronger than the love of God. You won't, mm -hmm. he says it, if you love me, you'll obey me. That means if you don't, you won't. 
Mm-hmm. Even if you do the right things, you're not obeying me if you don't love me. Mm-hmm. And not because, oh, well, I love God. God is great. No, it comes out like, oh, my God, I'm held by this love. I can't escape it. I don't want to escape. That's what I, eventually the song comes to. I don't want to be free from this mm-hmm. love. I want this love to constrain mm-hmm. me. I really do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Imagine living within the limits of the love of a God who is without limit. Without limit. <laughs> I mean, that's just incredible. That's a, that's a great way to say it. That is it. And one of the things that I, I was thinking about in that, too, is that this remember he told me that the word he had to restrain me because i didn't know how to restrain myself um and that but but restraint for from him for me was rest training and that he was teaching me to enter the rest and this is that i might enter in and actually receive and appropriate the completion of everything that drivers would force me to pursue that would end in death He's actually saying, I'm actually, uh, my restraint is to allow you to enter into this promised land where the finished work is already done and that you no longer have to be driven by the pain and the, and the shame of your traumas, but where my, my healing, my resurrection life um, is, uh, uh, has afforded you this land within the boundaries of uh, this restraint of love and the completion that I've done on your behalf so you can live in this place and this place I've given you is my righteousness he said wow I mean that's inheritance that describes sons and daughters who have received their inheritance and they know the boundaries of that inheritance they know their land their place and they live within the love of God, and it doesn't feel like earthly limits. We're thinking about the Imagine Conference and imagining that level of freedom Mm -hmm. and imagining people knowing their inheritance, knowing their calling, knowing their season, and being able to live life to the fullest within their season and knowing their season. Let's talk about this Imagine Conference that's coming up on May 28th and 29th. What would we say to people who want to come, they're contemplating coming or getting an online ticket and living within this concept that we're talking about now. How will this conference bless them? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, one thought I have immediately is, um, is to sense inside your heart and your spirit, is God really calling you to be there? And is he calling there for what you can get or what you can give? Because I, I, I like the thought that every kind of assembly is an assembly of parts of what's meant to happen. The elements are brought, just like communion in the gathering, um, there is a reality, a message of God that will be created by those who kind of attend. So pay attention, I'd say, and really listen into the Lord. Do, does he, is he sending you to participate, whether it's online or, or actually on the spot? Because in the, you know, there's no really time and space in this, and so there's no separateness with this awesome technology that we have. We can actually be together in one spirit, and in this gathered assembly, uh, then the Lord is going to create 
um, uh, what we, I laughingly call a happening, he's going to come and he's going to create his desire and his design. And we actually have no idea what that's going to be. How could we? Because he just said, don't worry about it. When you have to go somewhere and say something, you don't worry. When you get there, I'll give you what it is. And so just have a nice time on your way there. Yeah, for sure. And we're, I, we're, we may be um, entering into the most significant time in all of, I would say, church history. Uh, the church isn't the history. It's man's history. Uh, and, and this, I don't know, this kind of this time right now is the breaking of the parameters that we have set up and moving into the parameters of love and the parameters of God and moving into the struggle or the stress, if you will, by carrying the kabod of God. Uh, we are really intended to carry the burden of his presence. That's those who believe that is your job. Uh, I, I use the word job. That's our life mm -hmm. is carrying that presence based in. I, I, I go downtown. I can go downtown right now, and I can be identified as, a, as maybe a musician, as an older guy, but I can also be, be identified by my love for my, for my wife and my love for my God. And I don't have to say a word for those things to be present in my, if you will, in my essence. And I, God is now calling that essence forward. Christine talked about that earlier. Um, my essence, which is a person who loves God, and that's moving now uh, in a place of carrying or you know, literally supporting the burden of his presence. It's now. Mm. Wow. It reminds me of a gentleman named, I think his name is Uzziah, who when David was moving the ark up to Jerusalem and the ox stumbled and he tried to stabilize the presence or the ark of God and that his name Uzziah means the strength of men, if I remember right. Yes. And what we try to do or carry or stabilize what God's about to do in our own strength, that somehow we feel it's our responsibility. We've gotten that lie on us that, mm -hmm. that stewardship looks like that. Can you exactly. speak to that for a second? Mm -hmm. Well, that steward, that interesting scripture, I went through a lot of changes on that because David was obviously carrying the Ark of the Covenant the wrong way on a new cart, but it was the wrong way. And because of his worship and his praising God, his wild and crazy praising, he got away with carrying it the wrong way. We as a body of people have basically been carrying the presence the wrong way for some time. But because of our praise and our worship, we've been getting away with it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's coming to a halt mm -hmm. uh, as all things are waiting for this strong arm of man mm -hmm. to uh, to bring peace and bring healing and bring all that other kind of stuff to the earth. Humanism and humanism's version, that's not going to fly. God's presence mm -hmm. is moving, and that's what we are here to do. And obviously, he's not moving really fast. They only walked six steps before they made more sacrifices. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is the ark or the the burden of his presence was always carried on the shoulders of the next generation. And then when that generation picked up his presence, which is what we're doing now, is feeding another generation the concept of carrying the burden of his presence. Uh, when that happens, then the priests and the leaders and the elders and the fathers literally began to make 
sacrifices so that they could continue to carry the burden of his presence. That's what we're into now. That's why we're, our hope is for another generation to see this is time to carry the burden of God's presence. When that begins to happen, me, my age, us older people, need to begin to start making sacrifices that the next generation can continue to carry the burden of God's presence. So David goes back to Jerusalem. The ark gets parked at Obed-Edom's house. He goes and inquires of the Lord and gets wisdom from those around him. How is the ark supposed to be carried? How is the presence supposed to be carried? He finds that out. He sets things in place, sets people in place. And there is somewhat of a structure, if you will, or Lord, what are the, what are the boundaries? What are the limits to succeeding in your presence? And he finds that information out in a, in a moment of grace because he's actually bringing the presence up to do something on the planet that's never been done before mm -hmm. and start a tabernacle with no veil. Yep. And I think of um, Haggai chapter 2 where you've got this new generation. You've got Zerubbabel arising. And then Zechariah the prophet says to Zerubbabel, who's sort of living without limitation, he says, let me tell you something. The latter house will be greater than the former house. Everything Haggai said was right. Mm -hmm. But let me give you this wisdom from the Lord. It's not by might, nor by your power, mm -hmm. but by my spirit, says yes. the Lord. Yes. yes. And so I love that you're helping the body of Christ right now learn to carry the presence, to minister to the Lord himself. That's so important, especially Boy, for these days. It is maybe far beyond anything uh, we have experienced uh, uh, to date. I, I speak to young pastors on a pretty regular basis, um, and they are coming, uh, not all, but they are coming to a place of saying, okay, we need to move on in God. We have been dancing this same dance over and over again, passing down through the generations, the same traditions, the same things, the same stuff. And now God is moving. We want to know how to move with him. And, and those who have been waiting on, sitting with, and hoping for, loving, caring for God uh, in those terms are going to be able to share that, um, uh, that experience. It isn't to anyone's shame. It's to their busyness. Uh, and it isn't because they're not busy. They are busy. They're very busy. They're, they're providing for their lives. They're working hard. They need, someone's got to have the time to do that. And then someone needs to come and say, How did, what did you discover? This is what we discovered, waiting on God. Uh. And now you can benefit from that discovery because you're not going to get the time it takes to wait it out that long or to do all those things rather than just say, well, you should all be seeking God. Well, if we all stopped tomorrow and saw God, the planet would collapse. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be seeking God. It just simply means this is a system that God's been working with for a long, long time. Uh, and he will speak to the elders, the olders, and tell them, and then the olders will help the guys who are in overcoming stage so that they can minister to those who just found the Lord. And so you can see where this is going. We are meant, the church is meant to be in three parts. Those who get saved, those who are in their overcoming stage, and then those who know God. Those are three parts. Um, and it's, you, can't, you can't force them all to work together. They should automatically... Mm -hmm 
find the heart to help the other. Wow, that is such amazing wisdom. We're so excited to have you guys here for this Imagine Conference. And for those of you watching, get here. If the Lord's speaking to your heart about getting here with us or watching online, you need to come and be a part of this. You can tell and even feel the impartation. I'm sort of shaking right here, riveting, just as uh, the Lord's just already speaking to me. And every time I talk with Don and Christine, it's kind of one of those things that I just walk away sort of shaking. Just, okay. God's speaking to us on such a great level. And what a great time to assemble together. What a great time to be alive. So, Chris, would you just tell everyone how to get connected um, to either being here and or um, viewing the conference online, et cetera? Would you help um, with yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what I want to say, too, is um, we have purposely uh, – designed the way that this is being delivered so that it is not just a camera in the back of the room, right? Like the way conferences are done nowadays is, is, is actually pretty poor a lot of the time where there's something amazing happening in the room and then the online people just have this really second-class experience. So our, we have a whole team uh, that has worked really hard to create an environment where what is happening actually can happen all around the world. And that's the way God works. He doesn't have the limitations we have. We, he doesn't have to have everybody right there together. I'm not saying there's not something special about being together, but we're working really hard to create an environment that the online experience is an incredible way to engage. So how do you do that? That was your question. How do you do that? You need to go. Um, there should be a link in the description where you're watching this. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can look in the show notes. If you don't see a link there, where you need to go is to Kingdom Learning dot life not dot com dot life so kingdom learning dot l-i-f-e and then right there on the home page there'll be a big banner that says imagine click on that and register and then uh, send that to your 10 best friends that you want to participate with you so that they can register also yes so uh, it's going to be amazing the last imagine conference we had with don and christine was was life-changing it was really incredible, and and I know that um, this one's probably going to be even better. I feel like God is really um, stirring a lot of things and putting a lot of things together. So take some time to go register and do that. If you're not following this podcast, now's a great time to click the follow button. Do that as well. And then think about the people after listening to this. Think about the people in your life that need to hear this also. And take a moment and share this podcast, either the video or the audio version, with them as well so that they can be blessed by the incredible wisdom that Donna and Christine have you know, given us today. So you guys, thank you so much for spending time with us. We've just appreciated and do every time that you guys come on, every single minute of what you guys are saying is, is so um, rich and valuable and important. So thank you for pouring into the audience that that we um, reach with this and just the people that are out there and, and us as well. We really appreciate that. And for the rest of you guys, we will see you guys on the next episode. We'll see you later. Thanks.